And hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planoverse. And with me, as always, is Kareen from Planarology, and I'm Mr. Filofaxi from the Filofaxi website. Hello, Kareen. Hello, Steve. How nice to see you. So today we're going to make a start, or we don't know if we'll get through everything, but we'll, we'll have a good go at it, um, discussing workflows. Now, that sounds a very posh sort of thing to talk about, but it's stuff that you're most probably doing already. And I sort of, Corrine sort of questioned me early and I went to look blankly at her and um, <laughs> muttered something under my breath thinking, what on earth are we going to talk about? But it's sort of stuff that you're mostly doing already, um, but it just sort of formalises your thoughts around how you organise your day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, sort of, you know, sort of you're getting all your things in a row, as it were, as to sort of how you tackle various jobs that come in, how you deal with sort of emails and stuff like that, Um, you know, how you deal with the stuff comes in through the mailbox even, although there's there's not that much these days, isn't it, apart from bills maybe, but even those sort of tend to be online a lot. And, you know, how you sort of structure, you know, when you do shopping and when you've um, when you've got the kids to sort of get to school and get home and how you fit them in with your other busy life, as it were. It can be, um, you know, just leading a normal life these days can be sort of quite a challenge in, its, in itself. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people sort of, you know, they've sort of been doing it for so long that they sort of adjusted to their sort of current level um but it's nice to be able to have a few hints and tips maybe to be able to um do a bit more maybe what do you think i I like i like how you uh jumbled your fumbled your way through that steve that was that was and you know what it is you actually you hit the nail on the head when you said it's something that we do every day we just don't have a name for it and it happens that there is a name for it workflow i'm reading the definition now directly off of wikipedia which i loved their definition it says a workflow consists of an orchestrated and repeatable pattern of activity enabled by the systematic organization of resources into processes that transform materials, provide services, or process information. And and that is exactly what Steve said, except he said, he said it like Steve, right? <laughs> I took about five times longer. <laughs> he, he took one for the team. He tried, guys. He tried. But he's right. And, and I think if any of us, without having read that definition, tried to put into words what our workflows look like, we we would realize that there is something that we do on a consistent basis that provides some kind of result. Ultimately, that's that's where we're at with workflows. And it occurred to me that we need to take the podcast into a little deeper uh, process here for workflows because it's not just about the planner, as you all know, it's about what you do with the planner and what the planner can ultimately do for you. Whether you're using a digital planner, combination thereof, or just a, or an analog planner. I use a combination, I use my paper planner and I use my OmniFocus and 
I've really gotten sucked into this concept of how to refine the workflow so that you're doing less tedious work and more creative work. And that's where I function best at. And I, I like that the workflow, when my workflow is tweaked efficiently, I get that experience. And instead of getting a result where I'm flustered and nothing's done, I get a result where I'm creative, the, the product is there and there's a fantastic result done. For me, it, it's also about making sure that nothing gets forgotten. Right. And so that I, I have got it sort of all sort of stacked out um, in sort of a, a orderly fashion that I don't sort of miss a step or, you know, in when I put together the audio files and what have you for the podcast, I've got like an almost regimented order in which I do that. And I've been doing it the same way for the last 90 odd episodes. But it just makes sure that I don't forget to do something. Of course, invariably something else come, has come along and added to the end of that. And I <laughs> haven't built that into my sort of skull yet to uh, remember to do that. Right. Way. But um, yeah, it's for me, it's also about um, making sure you don't forget to do some things as well as making sure that you know things are sort of done on time as well um as as well as complete if, if i could just uh, wax a little poetic about the the wonders of omnifocus at this point i'd like to say mm. that yes i i could put everything that's in my omnifocus in my planner and i would i think i would be just fine the loveliness of omnifocus is that i can create my master task lists and have them not staring me in the face 24 7 with no icons or badges screaming at me until I've told it that this is the time I want to begin thinking about this, not even finalizing it, just beginning to think about it. And I can break down my topics and my subjects so that I'm only part, I'm compartmentalizing and I'm partitioning the entire goal into segmentable, doable instances. And if I just want to look for a printer that's able to print something on heavy cardstock, for example, because I'd like to create a book that has X amount of pieces of cards in it or whatever, then that whole project, oh, I'll never get that done if I look at it completely, turns into a very doable, instantaneous phone call or just a ride down the street to a couple of printers to see if they can handle that level of work. And and that's not looking at me during the week where I've got to get all of these other tasks done. That's why I'm absolutely in love with my OmniFocus. I'm done. I'm done talking about mm. OmniFocus. But yes, Steve. Yeah, he raised his little finger in case for those that of you that can't see. Not that we're sponsored by OmniFocus. What's, what's that? <laughs> not that we're sponsored by OmniFocus. No, we're not by any means. <laughs> we're sponsored by three Patreons at this point for a total of $19 a month. <laughs> um, so... So having said that, I, I th I'm going to ask you, Steve, because I, I know you and I have talked about the time you were at work and then when you're now that you're retired or semi-retired, uh, you said at one point that you're a lot more organized now than you were at work. We, we won't mention mm -hmm. that to your bosses. And if they start subscribing to the podcast, I'll make sure to pop them off and, and not have them listen. <laughs> but what, what is it about being retired that you feel makes you more organized? Or how, what would you have done differently knowing what you know now if you were back at work with your for workflows, specifically in relation to workflows? 
my problem when I was at work to a certain extent was my sort of destiny wasn't controlled by myself in terms of what was coming through the door wasn't was out of my control to a certain extent there was a sort of a loose plan that was always sort of in by five weeks time we hope to be doing this yeah fine i can plan towards that that's not a problem i can prepare various bits of paperwork and authorities and all the rest of it and that works fine you know that wasn't that was easy enough to do but it was when you know you think you're you're everything's under control and everything's sort of coming through the door in these sort of you know at the right intervals sort of thing but it's when you know you think oh such and such is being tested this time next week and then friday afternoon would suddenly creep in and someone would come dashing through the door we're not doing that next week we're doing this instead can you change the paperwork you go sort of head palm sort of moment thinking well when did you actually find out about this change oh earlier in the week but we forgot to tell you oh thanks <laughs> so of course then you've got regurgitate you know with sort of two hours left in the day sort of thing you have to rewrite um a case and get on the phone and make sure you know everyone's sort of up to date with what sort of test it's going to be and where it's going to be as well and you've you've got them all prepared you've had them prepared for weeks that they thought such and such was being tested at such and such a site and of course you go and change it all at the last minute sort of thing um i didn't mind them doing it once and twice but it when it became sort of a regular thing i did sort of stamp my feet a bit and um said look you can't keep doing this guys you know i can only pull the, the rabbit out of the hat um with my colleagues up in headquarters you know every so often before they start getting a bit annoyed with me but did um, it affect change then change did sorry you they sort of changed but no they they it never stopped really it just got worse <laughs> to a certain extent but <laughs> Circumstances take, take beyond no their control. Take people in the planerverse. Foot stomping does nothing. If you want to affect change, you have to work for yourself. Yeah. So then, sort of going into sort of semi-retirement, as you put it, or retirement, um, or voluntary, full-time voluntary, um, which is, I think, is more of the nearest to the cause. Um, that was a bit of a shock. Yeah. <laughs> and I've spoken about this before. The fact that. I hadn't, you know, no longer was I working for someone else or for a salary or whatever. I was, you know, my, my destiny was controlled by myself. And at first, I you know to a certain extent, I was worried about what I was going to be doing each day because I had no clue really. But in a way, um, it sort of, I got sort of, you know, sucked into something that sort of was, was a passion. So therefore I was working away at that. And over time that's sort of you know working on the blog has sort of you know dominated if you like the last uh, nine or ten years and now my workflow if you like is is based around what the requirements are for that as well as other things um, as well sort of thing so so is it is it, is it a daily or a monthly workflow but it's sort of evolved into sort of mainly i think tend to think of it on a weekly basis but there are elements um within those weeks if you like that some weeks can be busier than others um and i try to use the sort of slack periods in the month to prepare for 
the, the next month, if you like. So I can, I've got this sort of continual cycle of what's happening on a weekly basis and what's happening on a monthly basis. And I slot in the sort of the monthly tasks, if you like, into the, the quieter end of the, the week weeks. For what's me. your fail safe to prevent gaps or to prevent things falling through gaps, I suppose? How do you make sure that you've tacked or, or pinned items that are very important, but you, they're small enough that they could get missed? So I use um, a sort of one calendar alone purely for um, planning the blog posts. That's, you know, it's just like a simple month per page grid. And on that grid, if you like, I've got all my sort of standard posts permanently marked in. And then on top of that, I use that grid, if you like, to plan out the, the next month. And I know from looking at the, the, the grid, when, you know, not say if I'm at the beginning of a month, what's going to be happening at the start of next month and when certain posts need to appear at the start of next month. So even a month ahead of time might not have the content ready then, but I have a sort of a framework, if you like, that I'm working around. And they I tend to get all those framework posts, if you like, uh, prepared in the month before sort of thing. So it's basically just then filling in the gaps, as it were. Um, that works, you know, it's worked quite well for me um, in the last few months. And I tend to sort of try to prepare well ahead of time now. But in any one week, I tend to find that my the start of my week is, you know, fairly busy in comparison to later on in the week. But that allows me to sort of have some flexibility in the system so that the weekend, although every day is a weekend for me, but the weekend when, you know, I should be doing some sort of household stuff or leisure stuff is kept relatively clear. And that, you know, I still think in the mould of Monday to Friday being sort of work and the weekend being, you know, leisure time. But it's very difficult to get out of that. Well, I think it's of, helpful um, to keep that because it's thing. not just you. I, perhaps you're retired, but the rest of the world isn't. So shops and other things still no. maintain the nine mm. to five for the most part or eight yeah. to four, depending on some late, some retail places open later. But mm. if you want to get anything done, you sort of have to function within the societal hours of what's mm. considered business hours as well. On a sort of a daily basis note, I tend to do most of my social media stuff, you know, Facebook and um, Instagram and stuff like that. Less so Twitter these days because it got so political, so I tend to ignore that. Um, but I do most of that sort of activity first thing in the morning, um, you know, before I'm sort of um, at breakfast even. So I get that out of the way in the morning and then sort of catch up with it again sort of later on in the day leaving the, the bulk of the day sort of clear to deal with you know all the other stuff that sort of creeps in i know you mentioned you sort of only do emails sort of twice a day well it's it's a similar sort of thing for me with dealing with sort of social media yeah i, I um, can't do if i responded every time i heard a ping 
uh, I'd lose my mind. So mm. I've shut off all kinds of alarms and pings and pings and bongs and all the sounds that come off of my digital devices. And the only ones I've left are the OmniFocus notifications. <laughs> and the reason I've done that is because I select when the device tells me when it's time to pay attention to something, not the other way around. Yeah. And and so for me, email, especially work email, I've got clients writing back saying, sending me updates on their drafts or what in feedback they've given me. I can't stop working on a resume because a client sent me feedback on another resume, right? I'm currently working on client mm. number two. If client number one has sent me feedback, then feedback is going to be incorporated after 4 p.m. And they know this. I make a point to let people know that emails are only checked twice a day. That's okay. The world's not going to crumble. If it's deathly important, mm. some whoever needs to get a hold of me can get a hold of me. That's why there's a phone. That's why, mm. right? There's text messages. There's all other ways of getting. But I try to limit the mediums through which information is flowing through me. And that's my workflow. I have email. I have social media and I really try to limit the social media to fun things. I, although I have a work page, I try to not engage in work-related conversations for, uh, on social media and I refer everyone to my work email. If they need something, they can email me. That way I'm not checking four, five, six, ten different apps, different sources of mm. information coming at me. So my workflow consists, so when I do my getting things done, uh, I have a few sources that I go to to collect from those inboxes, pull the content out, and even through my email, I can forward emails from the email center that it's come from to OmniFocus to deal with as a task later on. I got a, an interesting comparison to that in that over 25 years ago, I started doing this voluntary work for the Radio Society of Great Britain in processing sort of applications for them and, and stuff like that. And back in 1994, when I started doing that, we only had the Royal Mail i.e. that someone would post a piece of paper to you because that's how the applications came in. You had fax, maybe, and you, you had the normal voice phone. No email, no social media, nothing like that. And 25 years later, okay, we've updated things now. The applications come in by um, email. They're actually online application now. And I still do... I deal with the clients, as it were, by email. I no longer speak to them, or very rarely do I ever speak to them. But I have banned using any form of social media. They have to contact me by email. So all of the correspondence is always by email. And that, to me, has been um, saving grace in a way, because I've now got you know, an, an email archive of all communications on that side of the, right. the house, as it were, only in one place. Right. I don't have to go thinking, where did they contact me? Was it via this? Was it via that? Right. You know, all stuff to do with the, the Radio Society is only on email and nowhere at, else. At Planarology, we often discuss the concept of the first-class lifestyle. And part of the first-class lifestyle mm. is curating your life. 
as far mm. as a workflow goes, it's up to you to curate the sources from which you're going to be bombarded with information. The information's mm. coming. If you want to shut it off and not deal with it, then you've got to figure out how to live off the land. Otherwise, if you want to be part of society, then you've got to filter and allow for the various sources of information to peter in at the rate that you can take them in. Uh, and and it, mm. it will consume you otherwise. There's no way. Mm. Uh, I've, I've made the mistake, and that's how I learned to not deal with clients through social media, because they will inevitably send me some valuable tidbit of information they wanted added on their resume. And there it is floating around in some ancient message yeah. that Facebook decided it wasn't important for me to see, and they filtered it behind mm. some unknown, because I'm not friends with this person, and so on and so forth. Why? Why mm. even deal with that? So when it comes to gaps in information, for me, the way that I resolve that is either I send myself an email through the OmniFocus server with that email attached so that I can turn that email into a task. If it's less than two minutes, I'm getting it done. Mm. If it's more than two minutes and I need to work on it, then that's now a task and it gets filed under the appropriate project. So this way things never get lost in my workflow. And at the end of the day, so for me, it's a daily process and a weekly process. And I'm sure both you and I have monthly and annual processes, but mm. for right now, I think if we just look at the daily processes, my email gets responded or looked at twice a week, I mean, twice a day. And, and then as well as social media gets looked at perhaps once or twice a day. And that's within the realm of how much work is on my desk. So if there's not a lot of work on my desk, then I have a little bit more time to play around and a slot for that time. Uh, but the process is mm. that the emails get looked at, everything gets processed through the OmniFocus server, and then I take my planner out and continue working off of my master task lists. So I look to see what's important for that week, re-slot those things in the weekly layout of my planner. I have a week on two pages that I use, and I also use blank pages where I unpack all of that because it's one thing to have an appointment on Thursday at 8 a.m. It's another thing to figure out what you're doing on Thursday between 7 a.m. and then 10 a.m. once you're done dealing with the appointment. Appointment's going to be between 8 and 9. But there's other things I could be doing or I could be preparing for so that during that appointment, if I'm sat there waiting for 20 minutes, something else is getting done. I'm not sat there wondering, well, I have all this work on my desk. Why didn't I bring anything with me? This is a thinking process, allowing me to, to expand and realize that my workflow sometimes needs to go mobile. My workflow is not always at my desk and I need to account for that. And in fact, one of the things I've been working on is creating uh, lists of things that I need to have with me if I'm in a mobile environment and what kind of work can get done. So if I'm on a plane, I can read certain articles, right? If, if I'm at a doctor's office, mm. I can start taking on uh, certain phone calls or I can deal with emails and process them. But I, I know David Allen had mentioned it's one thing to step out of a meeting and quickly respond to an email. That's not a full review. That's not a full inbox process. And if, you, if you're doing that five to ten times a day, you're really losing the focus and the creative abilities that your brain has by diluting the effort into spurts of dealing with email and social media and all of this stuff. I personally would rather group it together. And that's why I like the context here, because the context would be tech or email or 
office. Mm. So at, when I'm at my office, here's what I'm taking care of. I'm taking care of making sure the planner is updated, making sure the emails are reviewed, making sure the people who need to be called have been called, and then responding to the voicemails that are in my inbox. After that, it's work. And it's pure on two, three hours of work interrupted by a, a timer that allows me to take breaks in between. But once I'm done with that work, I'm free for the rest of the day. I don't have to work there eight hours a day if I don't want to. That's the beauty of having to work for yourself. It's, it's, it's a different workflow, mind you. One th I don't know if you do this, but because my week tends to be, as I mentioned earlier, um, busier at the beginning of the week than it is sort of towards the end of the week. What I tend to do now is um, sort of Sunday evening or first thing Monday morning, I will sort of sit down and make sure I've got everything written in my paper planner that's coming up in the current week. And I'll sort of do a review at that point of tasks that I have to do this week, as well as ones that I missed doing last week sort of thing, which is quite frequent i must admit but certain you know there's obviously some reason as to why i didn't do it last week maybe um and just transfer them over so i've got you know everything down for the, what i'm going to be doing this coming week sort of thing mm. it might be all only in very brief sort of you know three or four words you know headlines if you like the the, the detail yeah. is obviously uh, goes much deeper than that but um i you know certain weeks tend to be you know got all sorts of things being slotted together in the next two or three weeks sort of let thing. me ask so you this steve how how do you know you're complete with your review do you have a checklist no i just know from looking at what i've done in past week and and sort of then working on what i've got to be doing in the sort of next um week or so I have a checklist. It, it consists of four um, items, though. You know, it's, it's not it's not complicated. It's the email, it's the social media boxes, it's the planner, and it's the phone calls. If I've covered those mm -hmm. four points and I've gone through to check what's in there, then my review is complete. Now, whether I, I do that review on a daily basis or a weekly basis varies because I could forego responding to voicemails because they're not important, right? So not all voicemails... Are responded to the same day sorry if that's you but if, if you've called me and i haven't <laughs> called you back it's because it's not important right now um, and so that's the whole point of having a workflow is you decide what's important now that's how i know i've got the four checklist it's not a huge thing but if i don't go through that whole workflow then i don't know if i've captured everything that's sitting in my virtual mm. digital inboxes it's, my brain's going to be wondering is, yeah. is is it done is it done did i go back did i check it i need a hug you just go around like in a loop right, don't right, you right. You sort of start and you go through you go through yes. and you, when you got to there you start again sort of thing yes and you know, that's how i know that that's how i know i'm complete and... with my review so then my brain can stop asking me have we done it yet and it can it can now start mm -hmm. focusing on work i don't have to worry about what's sitting in my inbox because i've just reviewed it and even if it's four hours mm. later, so emails are responded to around 10 o'clock and then four o'clock approximately during the day. If it's three o'clock and I see that my email, I don't, I don't even have the badges come up anymore. 
But if if I see there's massive amounts of emails coming at me, it can wait. It's not it's not the end of the world. No, I am not the president of the United States. No nuclear weapons mm. have been launched. Everybody can wait until my <laughs> 4 p.m. Uh, you know review of my day mm. and allows me to take control of my day and and say, oh look, I've got an hour before I've got to look into my review. I can go do something for myself. I can go have a tea. I can go mm. have a nap. I can do whatever it is that I want. And this way, I'm in control of my first class lifestyle. Uh, not the not the digital devices. Mm. Not the planner. Not anything screaming or beeping at me. So, that's that's my workflow. Yeah, it's it's we all sort of have different ways of tackling this issue, don't we? Or scenario, and I'm sure we'll all find sort of ways to meet our sort of daily challenges or weekly challenges, whichever way you look at it. Um, and that's really the essence of it is you've got to find a way that works for you to make sure that everything gets done, nothing falls through the cracks and, you know, you live a happy and less stressful lifestyle. That's the, the important way of doing it rather than sort of running it sort of, um, sort of, as if you're trying to complete a marathon every day of the week sort of thing. Right. It's not about putting out fires. It's about enjoying no, your life. No, no, no. Yeah. Far from yeah. it. So I think we'll come to a close at this point, but I'm sure it's it's a topic that we can sort of, I'm sure we will revisit fairly soon, I would think, because it's there's a lot of other things that I'm sure we've not covered and what we'll, we'll think of um, in the next week or two to you know carry on the discussion sort of thing yeah so where can we find you on the internet you can find me at planerology on facebook at planerology on instagram as karina tovmasian at throat punch resumes and of course hiding in the corners hassling mr filofaxi wherever he might find himself where can we find you steve <laughs> you'll find me in the usual place of filofaxi.com travelersnotebooktimes.com and as kareen says mr filofaxi on instagram and don't forget, folks, if you've liked this podcast, uh, don't forget to subscribe to it, like it and share it. Thank you.